0: McLean Middleton Minutes, a podcast dedicated to business, legal, and community news in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. You'll hear about all things legal and how they affect business. You'll also hear from local business and community leaders sharing stories of their success. In law and business, good things often take time. So without a minute to spare, let's get started with McLean Middleton Minutes.
1: Thank you for joining us for McLean Middleton Minutes. I'm attorney Mike Delaney. I'm a director in the firm's litigation department. And my guest today is attorney Sonia Belafonte, the executive director for 603 Legal Aid, which is a private nonprofit law firm that provides free legal services to eligible low-income people in New Hampshire. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. Thank
0: you, it's my pleasure.
1: So Sonia, you started your role as executive director at 603 Legal Aid on May 5th of 2021, not that long ago. I see that you're a native of Detroit and I know you've been in many places. What brought you to New Hampshire?
0: That's a good question, Mike. Um, I'll be pretty candid. I had not intended to be perfectly frank on relocating to New Hampshire. However, when I saw the available position to work with the Legal Advice and Referral Center and the Pro Bono Program, which are both, as you know, now 603 Legal Aid, I could not resist the opportunity. Um, As a long-term legal aid nonprofit attorney, I really have found the work gratifying. And having worked at a statewide grant assisting seniors in Nashville, Tennessee, This just seemed like the natural, gradual, progressive flow for the next plateau in my career. Um, And I'm really excited to be here.
1: And I know you've had a long and distinguished career in legal aid. Um, Tell us a little bit about what got you started in your career in legal aid.
0: I went to law school, to be honest, I actually thought I might look into doing prosecutorial work, and I did my internship even with the Federal Prosecutor's Office in Chicago, Illinois. It wasn't until I began interviewing uh, for post-graduation, I interviewed with Legal Aid of Western Michigan, if I recall correctly, which is a pretty large legal service corporation, and it is a nonprofit legal service firm that serves the low-income individuals in Kalamazoo County, if I recall, it's been several years ago. When I interviewed with them, I was ironically almost advised that I had the persona more so of a corporate counsel than I did of a nonprofit attorney. I'm not sure if it was the the suit and my stature or if it was just my general aura. Essentially, however, having found out the objective and the goals of legal service entities, my interest has peaked for several reasons. The first is that um, myself, my siblings, my mom could easily have been on the other side of a legal aid or legal services attorney. Secondarily, it was the opportunity to kind of even the playing field, if you will, When you are confronted with a civil legal matter, there is a bit of a gap between those who can actually afford a civil legal attorney and those who cannot. And the opportunity to represent those who are most vulnerable in the world that I live in today was an opportunity that this young lady found was a great chance to argue almost nonstop. And it just fit. I have not looked back, with the exception of a minor deviation in my career. I think it was like a little less than two years. I've pretty much, in the last 15 years, devoted my legal career to working with low-income and marginalized individuals at legal service corporation firms.
1: Well, we're so fortunate to have you bringing those experiences to New Hampshire. You mentioned that 603 Legal Aid is the result of a recent merger of a couple of prior civil legal aid organizations in New Hampshire. Tell us more about your agency and how it's structured.
0: 603 Legal Aid is currently structured in a way to optimize centralized statewide intake. One of the things you'll find in my experience, at least anyway, is that regardless of which state you're in, there sometimes can be a little bit of a lag or if you will, some frustration for those who are low income um, in trying to access free civil legal aid. Well, fortunately, this opportunity at 603 Legal Aid, is, it's targeted to address some of those frustrations. So 603 Legal Aid is now positioned to be the gateway. And I really like that word because we are essentially the first point of contact for anyone who needs civil legal assistance. Then from there, after we've determined some of the crucial issues like eligibility or what the case matter is, we then immediately determine the best disposition for that legal issue or matter and where that case should be referred to. In 603 Legal Aid, we have the benefit of having some phenomenal intake staff who are well-versed in many of the issues that a lot of our applicants encounter but we also have some staff attorneys who are very experienced in housing, family law, unemployment, public benefits. But we work in tandem um, in very close collaborative partnership with New Hampshire Legal Assistance as well. And so although 603 Legal Link has somewhat of a limit with resources, so a lot of our services are counsel and advice, we have the added benefit of partnering with our partner agency, New Hampshire Legal Assistance, to direct cases that may require more extensive or um, direct representation that we, for some reason, can't provide. Now, let me back up. I did say that 603 has some specialized counseling advice, but as a result of the merger on June 1st, we also have the added benefit of having some wonderful pro bono staff that have come on board as of June 1st. So that means 603 Legal Aid does have the ability to place cases with private attorneys throughout the state of New Hampshire. So that gateway is essentially it is a full wrap around opportunity to access the legal services here in New Hampshire. Now I'd be remiss if I didn't also share with you something I'm sure Mike you already know that aside from those organizations which I just referenced which is New Hampshire Legal Assistance and 603 Legal Aid, New Hampshire has a host of other opportunities individuals who are disadvantaged. That includes Disability Rights Center, the American Civil Liberties um, Union, and a host of others. We here at 603 Legal Aid, when we do that intake, we can identify whether or not that applicant needs to be placed into contact with those entities. And keep in mind, as the only gateway, that minimizes the idea of someone getting lost or frustrated or not being privy to information that they're not aware of. We have that information, so we can put them into immediate contact. So optimizing efficiency and streamlining how you can access all of these wonderful services. I'm just so honored to be here to see a good, solid foundation be established. And I mean, trailblazing is all about, I'm all about trailblazing.
1: It's certainly an exciting uh, time and opportunity um, uh, coming coming uh, on the heels of this merger. And you mentioned some of the areas where 603 Legal Aid can help providing direct representation and counseling services. Can you talk a a little bit more about what are the needs in the community you're seeing um, where people really need help from a civil legal aid organization.
0: Speaking from more than um, 15 years of experience as a legal aid attorney, there are some needs that they will almost always resonate in the population that we serve. And it's very unfortunate. Nevertheless, those areas would include things like housing, stable housing, so eviction prevention or mitigating eviction and that impact, uh, foreclosure prevention. It could be family law, either a divorce or some situation where a victim of sexual assault needs an order of protection, it could be a situation where they need to access public benefits, and the the, the public benefits, the scope of those could be wide-ranging. It could be anything from the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program to accessing um, the Social Security Supplemental Income, and When I say accessing, I mean, unfortunately, many of our applicants will receive notice if they're receiving those benefits, it's being terminated, whatever the reason. And how do you navigate those waters? Um, One of the other things we'll see sometimes is have to do with youth education and accessing the services that a public school is supposed to provide. But it can be a host of those issues and then some. But in this particular market, if I may, Mike, um, in New Hampshire, what I'm seeing um, as a relatively new resident here in New Hampshire is there's a very limited amount of real rental real estate. And so when you look at the impact of the pandemic and the moratorium and what the ripple effects will be after the moratorium is lifted, we here at 603 Legal Aid, and I'm confident all the other civil legal aid providers here in the state are concerned about the, if I may, the tsunami that may occur once that's lifted and that adverse impact it's going to have, not only on our applicants or clients, but in their children and the generations that are to come. And so those are just some of the areas I'm seeing. Uh, we, We often talk about fair housing that will adversely impact our clients or applicants as well. And so that's definitely an ongoing need. I will admit I was a bit alarmed to see that the needs assessment here has identified that collection is also being an area of rising concern here. And I'm instantly, you know, switching into advocate mode and trying to determine how we can best meet that need as a result of the commission's findings and um, the judicial concerns that I've already been privy to. As a result of coming on board a little less than two months ago. so you can you can you can rest assured that while these are issues we're seeing, we are all aggressively and actively looking at how we can combat them and optimize the resources that we have.
1: Sonia, there's no question um, there's a lot to do there, and and I know that funding for any nonprofit organization is a challenge. can. You talk to our listeners a a little bit about how your organization is funded and and what the campaign um, for legal services does to support your work.
0: Certainly, and I I really appreciate the invitation to do so. It's, It's very little known, I think, in the general population about the various funding opportunities or revenues that nonprofits utilize to provide the services at no cost to a population that desperately needs them. We are very fortunate in that we do receive federal funding um, in a good substantial amount. Um, Unfortunately, because the population we serve is growing at an alarming rate, we have to aggressively continue looking at funding opportunities on an ongoing basis. And I am honored to say that I am part of the New Hampshire Campaign for Legal Services here in New Hampshire. And with the work that... Is done by the campaign staff, the New Hampshire Legal Assistance, 603 Legal Aid, and the community, both from the business and the legal perspective. We're able to make sure that we can continue to do the work and focus on getting those advocacy and empowerment tools into the hands of those people who most need it. Now, those are just a few of the funders. There are a whole host of private funders that assist us. Um, I, I could I could go on, and the um, New Hampshire Charitable Foundation, for instance, um, the funding we receive for domestic violence, all are vital, and they really, really are instrumental in helping us continue to do our day-to-day tasks.
1: And I suspect the campaign may be um, part of your answer to this next question, but um, what are the ways that that businesses and private law firms can can best support this cause?
0: You know, Mike, um, I cannot believe how often I've heard that question in a matter of uh, six weeks. And I'll tell you, that is an answer I have that quickly rolls off my tongue. We've had um, opportunities that have been discussed to have businesses, for instance, house clinics on the property, legal clinics. We've had opportunities to speak to businesses and private law firms about the importance of private volunteer involvement. Contributions on an ongoing basis from donations. I mean, my experience, I've had corporations donate office furniture. I've had financial contributions. I've had um, pro bono opportunities that include volunteering services such as court um, reporters, um, office-based interrogatories. It's wide ranging. You're right, though. The campaign for legal services is probably one of the biggest support um, opportunities that we have here in New Hampshire. And I have to tell you, I'm incredibly impressed by the amount of work that goes into that campaign. In the little bit of time I've been here, I, I don't know where they find the time. Everybody, from you to to the um, to the firms, to the staff, to Sarah Blair. I it just blows my mind and it just makes it my job that much easier and that much more exciting to do. I'll
1: tell you. That's great. Sonia, I've done, um, I've done my homework for this discussion and I know you have um, a hobby slash side business that people may be surprised to hear about. So can you tell us about your passion for baking and your endeavors with sweet pleadings.
0: Certainly, and I'll, I'll try to make this as succinct as possible. Um, I, was, I have inherited the passion of baking from my mom, may she rest in peace, and she was an avid baker. And it took me till in my 20s to pick up the bug and run with it. I enjoy the play on words, sweet pleadings, as in the pleadings we file in court. And so it's generally not something most people associate with an attorney. The creativity that I am able to make in the kitchen helps relieve the stress. The smell or the scent of baked goods is um, the most calming balm I've found when I'm most stressful. But I must share with you, Mike, I will not deny that the Most intense pleasure I receive is when I watch people enjoy the baked goods, when they share the various flavors or the texture, and even when they critique the baked goods, because then I know I can go back to the drawing board and revisit the issue. I've been very fortunate in that where I work typically supports my incredible desire to bake in large quantities. And um, Sweet pleadings is on Instagram because I've done everything from open houses for legal service firms To announce a new executive director and the new um, office space to baby showers um, for legal services attorneys who are welcoming a new family member to just enjoying um, every event where I can bring up sweet pleading um, just to bless someone with. And it just really helps a lot. Uh, aside from that, though, I must admit, uh, I do spend a great deal of time quilting and crocheting baby liette sets usually, um, it just helps to balance the scales from the uh, extreme devotion I have to serving the population that our staff works really hard to give an opportunity they not normally get.
1: Well, on a final note, I'm going to hold you to that statement that your, <laughs> your greatest enjoyment is, um, is watching people uh, enjoy the baking. So, Sonia, thank you for joining us for McLean Middleton Minutes. We welcome you to New Hampshire, uh, and we really look forward to working with you to support the mission of 603 Legal Aid. To learn more about 603 Legal Aid, please visit www.nhlegalaid.org. Sonia, have a great day. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the invite.
0: Thank you for listening to McLean Middleton Minutes, a production of the McLean Middleton Law Firm. We invite you to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. Check back soon for additional episodes.